Do you get it? Ian Hates Music is still sick. Happy New Year. And welcome everyone to the first episode of Ian Hates Music in 2018. My name is Ian. My name is Dave. Let's be cliche, Dave. Happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. It was a fun one. Was it? No, not at all. <laughs> um, it was pretty boring. Uh, had a kid sick here, Ooh. puking, and I don't do puke very well. So, not a fun time. Does anyone? How was yours? Did you puke? <laughs> I surprise for people. I do not celebrate New Year's. Okay, fair enough. It's amateur hour. There's nothing to really New. Year, no, no, that's just another day off. <laughs> yeah, if you want to change, then just change. You don't need a specific <laughs> day to do it. But I will say, you did make the best point right there. It's a day off. Yeah, and that's what matters. And I've said on the show before, I will celebrate. Anything, literally anything, that gets me a day off. It's worth celebrating. Yeah. I'm just not going to go out like a fucking moron in negative degree cold and stand there and be like, oh, pretty lights. (laughs) Yeah. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. We start the new year off by dropping the ball. How does that, how does that make sense? When all we do in America is drop the ball. (laughs) But, um, politics. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you this at least, Dave. Before we start the actual show, I did on the second day of 2018 complete my New Year's resolution that we talked about on last episode of the show. Oh, you did. I did. You followed through. What was it? Was there a breaking point? Because I did see a post by them like that day or the next day. (laughs) (laughs) There was no breaking point. It was just I was going about my business and I go, oh, I remember my New Year's resolution. Let me take care of this. And that's what I did. (laughs) For anyone that doesn't remember, maybe you couldn't get through our sick episode that we did last week. But I said, I am finally going to unfollow everything, alternative press and rock sound on every single social media device place. Yeah. And I did it. Social device. Yep. Yeah. I got rid of all that stupid shit. And I'm pretty close behind you. I mean, now you've fulfilled your New Year's resolution. I mean, you're done. I'm done. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> Complete. Now, you can probably still hear it a little bit in, you know, Dave's voice and my voice. We are still getting over. Like, you can even, like, still hear it in us a little bit. Like, I still have the cough. I'm trying to get over some things. Dave also seems like he has a cold now. So the whole, like... Three to four fucking weeks of being extremely sick is still not done yet. No, my my voice, I think, is more high-pitched now than it was last <laughs> show. I have a different illness than I had before. No fever this time. Now I just can't breathe out of my nose. Very nice. And that's something you don't need to do when you're doing a podcast. Oh, no, not at all. So, everyone, please, I know it's the first show of you know 2018. Please cut us a little slack. We are, unfortunately, human beings. Uh, damn i know right but that's not going to stop us from talking because that's what we do and we're going to have most likely our huge anniversary show next week i don't really like starting off 2018 with the anniversary show i like to put everything together and make it like a big deal so i'm thinking next week or the week after just gotta get some schedules locked down and then we'll be all good and i have a lot to talk about for that show And I'm very glad because, once again, 
we have a podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you set to go? Is it scene news time? It's time. Let's do it. Scene news time 2018. And I want to go into a few discussions. I think these news stories are going to bring up some shit. So first one is another band is starting another podcast. Surprise. Yeah, and look, I am not going to say that the podcast won't be good because we don't know, right? Yeah. Willing to give everything a shot. The thing that I think is very interesting, though, is everyone thinks they can do a podcast. And maybe, (coughs) as I cough, maybe we're not the best ones to even be making fun of that right now (laughs) because we happen to be relatively sick. But in general, though, Everyone's just like, oh, I'll just turn on a mic and people will love listening to me. That's not really how it works. No. You have to do some research. You can't just... I I wish I could wing it every week. (laughs) It'd be pretty easy. You have to have, in most cases, a working voice. You have to have people that you want to listen to. You know, you have to be interesting. And I think what's funny is a lot of bands think that just because they are bands that people want to listen to them. And in a way... That will be partially true, but are you going to be a good interviewer? Just shooting shit with your friends who happen to be in other bands does not make you a good interviewer. Yeah, it's, you know, it's sad, but I mean, that it will probably be successful just because it's a band doing it, doing the podcast, and it's unfair in a way, Eh. especially if the podcast sucks. Right. There are plenty of bands out there that have really shitty podcasts. Yeah. And plenty of magazines that have really shitty podcasts. But people will listen to them because they'll have names on and it'll be very easy for them to be able to do it. Yeah. And I think the reason why we're talking about this in general is because, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but it's very good to work yourself up from nothing, you know, not having a name in the scene and making a really good show. And there are other good shows out there, too. I'm not even saying that they're not. But we don't need to be saturated, I think, with so many bad shows. No. <laughs> I don't know if you've done this, and you probably haven't. But if you go to like a, a music podcast and you go to suggest, suggestions below it, there are literally 50 to 75 right there of the exact same type of show. <laughs> yeah. Another way to look at it, this is maybe what really interests me into originally listening to this show, would have been... I don't want to hear an interview from a person that I've can hear 10 other of the exact same interview. Right. For example, just released today, right? The Manic Cat Records podcast. Was that yesterday morning or today? That was yesterday. Day one. Okay. Well, I listened to it this morning. So, <laughs> but you won't hear that many other places. Um, I'm, I'm sure he hasn't been on any other podcast really. So that's interesting to me rather than hearing some guy from some quotation magazine talk about the exact same thing over and over again right and i understand people are trying to get their name out there yeah and it's very hard to get one person to be exclusive to you know an interview that's not really the point but the point also is to know what you're talking about to be able to kind of roll with the punches however you want to say that and be able to actually make things interesting and i think that's the problem with people with names quote-unquote names is that they take that kind of thing for granted and they think oh well as long as i'm just asking a question and letting that person go off on it that that makes it good and i just personally don't see it that way no i don't either and just for example along with many others i think one of the first ones before he really blew up as big as he did would well many of them would be garrett russell or um what's the uh oh Pop punk album that just came out. Rival Town? Well, Rival Town too, but I was thinking oh, of... Oh, uh, Sleep On It. Sleep On It, yeah. Sure. Uh, that was probably here first. And I think that right. it's more of a genuine interview when they're interviewed by someone maybe on the same like level as them. You know, We're on the come up, they're on the come up. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just, I know we're going off on a rant. And it's 2018, so of course we're going to do that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those things. I just want people to be aware you can go out there and find plenty of great podcasts. I'm not ever going to say that there aren't great podcasts out there. But just because a band is starting one or a magazine is starting one 
does not mean that it's going to be good. No. Not that's at all. all. Just don't assume that that's the case because it's definitely not. Yep. Next up, we have Gibson filing a suit against Funko because when they make the Funko pops with Metallica, Guns N' Roses, so on and so forth, the guitar designs are, I guess, very representative of Gibson, but there's yeah. not like a trademark or a logo on it. So they're saying that they're suing because they don't want people to assume that it's Gibson that they're using. Uh, yeah, it's a bit extreme, but then again, it's a pretty easy thing to avoid. So I can see both sides. Yeah, I mean, it's true. If they're ripping off the trademark of Gibson, not giving them credit, then that is an issue. I don't know. Do you collect Funko Pops at all? Uh, no, I don't. Do you? I have some. I have a couple My Chemical Romance ones. I have a couple Rick and Morty ones. Every once in a okay. while, if I come across it, I'll be like, yeah, I actually like that. Let me get that. I kind of do want the one of Pennywise. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, I do have that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, there's something there. But, I mean, I think this is open and shut. If yeah. the design is the same as a traditional Gibson design, then I'm assuming they're going to win money or Funko's going to have to... I don't know, pay them a royalty fee or something, I would assume. Yeah, I'd imagine something. I mean, wonder how many they've done. A shit just, ton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of money involved with that. I think so. And Funko Pops are one of the most popular toy designs out there right now. Yeah, they're everywhere. People collect the shit out of those. Yeah, they really do. So we'll see. Who knows? All right, here's another debate topic for us, Dave. We are ripe with them today. When the Misfits announced that they were going out on tour again, they made a rule, and I guess this is for every show that they're doing or did, that they were actually going to lock up everyone's cell phone in this yeah. special pouch that you weren't supposed uh -huh. to be able to get it out of. Now, we've had the debate on the show before. We talked about A Perfect Circle. I told my yep. actual personal story about when I went to see A Perfect Circle and they did something similar. Not with the pouches, but they yeah. had that rule like, hey, if... Maynard sees one flash, he turns around. If the band sees another flash, he'll walk off stage and the show will be over. That kind of thing. Yep. And there's been more and more debate because some bands are totally for it. And some bands are like, well, this is how we get exposure. And we want our fans to be able to take something special away from yeah. the show. Yep. You and I, though, as avid concert goers, we have a different opinion than the previous one. Yeah, we do. So let me ask you this straight up. If yeah. you could ban cell phone pictures and videos from concerts, would you? Yes. I wouldn't hard beat. But I would have the band photographers still be employed. <laughs> well, sure. So, right. I mean, if you want pictures, they have much better quality pictures. And maybe they could even set up a booth there, you know? Yeah, we're not talking about the press photo passes yeah. and whatnot. Those people should still be able to go up yeah. and take their pictures. Yeah, and I feel like they, they should sell them there, too. I mean, they don't, and I feel like it'd be very simple to do so. Right. I think that's an easy easy buck right there. That's really not a bad idea. Maybe we should do that. Especially if it was like a picture with the <laughs> band, even, you know? Let's trademark that idea right now, all right? Yep. Don't we steal that. <laughs> <laughs> Ian hates photography. There we go. Done. <laughs> yeah, man, no, that's a that's a good idea. It does bother me. A lot more yeah. than it used to because it just becomes too much. It's like I'm 6'4", 6'5". I yeah. don't go and stand in front of people. But that's what I feel like people are doing when they're holding up their phone the entire time. Yeah. I'm like 5'6". So I would be very pissed off about anyone in front of me holding up their phone. <laughs> right. Well, here's a question for you too. So would I be justified then? That if someone goes ahead who's shorter than me, pulls out their phone, and puts it up so now it's right at my eye level, so I have to look through their phone to see yeah. the band, am I allowed now just to stand in front of them? Yeah. So anyone that puts up their camera, because I can go wherever I want, right? I should just stand <laughs> in front of those people that put up their cameras. Yeah. Okay. Generally speaking, I mean, I would. Well, that's I guess that's the question I ask the people that are so gung-ho about having their cameras up because that's what you're doing to everyone else. So if I do that to you, are you going to be like, oh, no, that's understandable? And here's the deal, <laughs> too. I can't help my height. 
That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I am. I can't do anything different about that. You yeah. cannot put your phone up and then you'd be completely fine. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be a, a problem forever, really. I mean, especially at smaller shows. It's just going to be this annoying thing that if I'm at the right venue, I probably won't go because of that. And I think I've voiced my opinion about that before. Right. Certain venues, if people, if five people do that near the front, no one can see. No, it's very true. So, yeah, I haven't figured out a way to do it yet. And obviously the Misfits didn't either because there were people that unlocked the pouch that they had somehow yeah. or snuck okay. in their phone somehow. So there are like perfect pictures from the shows. And what I thought was really very strange about it was when people posted it on Instagram or, you know, Twitter or whatever, the whole thing was like, hey, fuck you, Danzig. Like, we're doing whatever we want and blah, blah. Like, why is your phone such a big deal? Like, I understand. I'm not saying that people should lock up the phone because while yeah. a band's not on stage, I like to fucking play around with my phone. Yeah. I want to send texts, you know, hey, do I have to go meet a girl after this? Like, there are things that people have to do. Yeah. So I'm not saying that a phone should be locked up, but there should be some way that security has to come out and tell everyone who has their phone, like, hey, you're not supposed to be using your phone, whatever it is. No. But a couple people put on their thing like, oh, yeah, you know, I took pictures of this and now I can die happy. That's like, well, yeah, I kind of hope you do. Like, <laughs> good. If that's all you Some want in your life. Some people hold on to those pictures like that's their like prized possession from the show. Mine would is rather like when I leave, I feel more pride in like maybe a signed poster or a signed vinyl or something like that. I, that needs to change for people. I think I'm in the right here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are too. But I know that there are a lot of people that are like, oh, well, you guys aren't thinking about that person that does treasure those moments. But really, what we're saying is those people that are quote unquote treasuring those moments aren't in the moment at the time of no. taking those. And then plus, they no. are being very selfish. I mean, maybe it was the a perfect circle guitarist or someone who said, it. I can't remember exactly who, so I don't want to take credit for it. But look, you don't put your phone up at a play. You don't no. put your phone up at the symphony. You don't put your phone up when you go watch a movie. So nope. why is this the place that you put your phone up? <laughs> Excellent question. I mean, also comedy shows. You don't put your fucking phone yeah. up. They would lose no. their fucking mind. Yeah, you just don't do it. So They just they get roasted right on the stage. And maybe that's what bands need to start doing. Well, I have seen some bands do it. Yep. Let's not forget what... Um, the story so far did. <laughs> People hate him so much for that, but I think that's why I like him so much. Well, now we can laugh about it. <laughs> yep. Just imagine if, like, even take it out of that situation where you're just in the crowd and you put your phone up and, like, a band member just jumps off stage and just fucking <laughs> flying V kicks you. I don't know. I, I guess that's... I find that kind of stuff to be very selfish. Yep. Our idea. Yeah. I think we should do that idea. Yeah. Yep. And here's the thing too. If you don't see it as selfish, then that's because you are selfish. You are the problem. Yeah. You have to be able to look at things from every single angle. And that's not a pun on photography. That's just yeah. saying in general, I am looking at it from your position of here's pictures I want to take. But there's so much more around that that just completely removes that from the conversation. Yeah. And I think I was I took a picture not too long ago. Like I felt so bad too. Like I put the phone against my chest and took the picture when I was in the front row of a right a day seeker just to show you where it was like how cool where I was standing. Mm -hmm. That took so much out of me to do. <laughs> right. Right. And I like that. If people were more like if you just put up your phone for a second. Because you're like, oh, yeah. wow, so-and-so is standing on that huge speaker. That's really yep. cool. Bam, you take a really quick picture, you put your phone down. That's yep. fine. But we are talking about the people, and you know them. It's two-thirds of the audience, maybe, maybe even more, that just leave their phones up. Yep. That is the issue. It's the extreme. It's not the small things. Once again, we have no one that can see gray areas of things. It's the small yep. things, not just the extremes. Yep. Any bands with sing-alongs, if you go to one of their live shows, you will have 
I would say, 20 of those people who hold it up the entire time. Right. And I will say, once again, I think I said on the show before, when I saw Real Friends and they did, you know, one of their biggest tracks, which I I always forget what the name of it is. But they even said before they started the song, hey, why doesn't everyone put your phone down and yeah. let's have a moment? You can go look this up on YouTube at any point, some time, whatever. There's hundreds of videos of it or whatever. Just yeah. be here in the moment with us. Let this be our thing. Yep. Or by the damn, like, sometimes bands are, like, put up their, like, video of their tour or, like, a tour documentary. Mm -hmm. Buy that then if you want to have video of it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, fuck all those people that took pictures at Misfits shows when they said, you know, hey, you're not supposed to do it. I'm not saying I want strict, regimented, let me lock my phone in something and let me go to a show. I don't want that. I think as a civilization we can be better about not being selfish dickheads. We can figure this out. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking 2018. How about that? We'll just keep on saying that. It's 2018. Maybe we won't be insensitive assholes as much. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Was that the saying we're going off on on 2018? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we won't be insensitive assholes. Maybe we shouldn't all be fucking insensitive dipshits. How about that? (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Next story here. Asking Alexandria's new album is right now number two on the rock album charts that Billboard puts out. Oh, wow. I bet number one's a really, really solid album out, Ian. What is it? You know, I have not heard it, so I can't make fun of it too much, but it is Evolve by Imagine Dragons. Oh, that's so rock. So rock. Oh, no, no. It's definitely rock. It might almost be metal. (laughs) Deathcore. Oh, yes. (laughs) So number two is Asking Alexandria. And number three is One More Light Live by Linkin Park. (laughs) (laughs) I'm convinced. You and I could record an album right now off of this podcast. And I feel like we could at least be on the chart if that's one, two, and three. Oh, for sure. Look, the rest have like two of the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks on it. (laughs) (laughs) If every band thinks they can do a podcast, maybe every podcaster can make music. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I think I might have even tripped on that line, which shows that I probably can't do music. For doing music, I want to do the rap versus Ian. That's like Empire? Yep, just like Empire. Yeah, I think, look, we're not going to make fun of this too much. I'm glad they're doing well. I... And worry that that means they're going to continue in the direction. <laughs> I know. That's exactly going. what I'm saying. I want to get another fucking Empire song. But I am glad that they're doing well. I like to see that. I don't want them to do poorly. I guess I'll be quiet on that topic. <laughs> what a dick you are. What an insensitive asshole you are. <laughs> Speaking of insensitive assholes, I think that's a great segue. So we brought up Linkin Park with yep. One More Light. Now... We will get into this much more in the anniversary show, obviously. Yep. I personally think that album is garbage. It's steamy brown water trash. I don't think that when someone dies, that automatically makes their music good. Yeah. Especially when it comes to Linkin Park, because they made terrible, terrible music for a long time. Yeah. And people might call me an insensitive asshole for saying that, but it doesn't really change. Like, I'm not going to take back and pretend... Like, I like that album, like a lot of people are. So many people did that. <laughs> yeah, I can't be that person. I can't be fake. Yeah. People always fall back on, well, the songs have a different meaning to them now, and I just, I don't buy that. If original people said, this is a great pop album, and then after Chester died, said, hey, I still really like that album, obviously, you're fine. Like, you liked it first, and that's great. But you can look up all the people that said that album is garbage and shouldn't be under rock category and, you know, it's straight up pop or electrono pop or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If you go back now and say, oh, no, I like that album, then you're a liar. You're a fake yeah, liar. Pretty much. All right. So enough of that. This was going to be the point in the show where we segue into talking about that YouTuber who videoed the guy who committed suicide in the suicide forest in Japan. Obviously, there's a lot to go into with that. And right now, with the way we're feeling, 
probably not the best time to do it. Yeah. You know how we like to do serious conversations from time to time, but with something like this, I don't think we'll make it through the rest of the show. But we'll come back to this some other time. Until then, if you want actual YouTubers to watch that have talent, there's always Jared Alonji and Jared Dines. Go watch. Thank me later. All right, man. I think that is enough for scene news. I can already tell that our voices are still pretty damn fucked. So pretty much. let's go on to new songs because unfortunately, once again, it's a very, very limited amount. Very. So here we go. New songs. All right, everyone, it is new song time, and we are going to start with A Perfect Circle and Disillusioned. Lies you hide away with your back to the ground. This and reconnect to the resonance now. You were never an island. You among the many in this choir next up we have quiet kind the worst of us let's take a listen Dave, that is it. What did you think? That's it. That is all. Are those your thoughts as well? You know what? I will say it was a light week, but there's nothing that really disgusted me. Um, <laughs> Perfect Circle song was a little too slow for my liking. Sure. The other song was almost the opposite. I feel like they need to slow it down in a couple parts. Maybe in need of a little bit of a melody somewhere in there, but the instrumentals were insane. Yeah. Super heavy song. I'm curious to see what comes from this band. I know that was pretty sure it was just a single. So looking forward to see where that goes. Um, I know most of those bands are absolutely crazy live. So we'll see what happens. I mean, how do you feel about both of them? I know they're a completely opposite style of songs. So They are. (laughs) I mean, I moved on from A Perfect Circle a long time ago. So that track was no Three Libras. But it wasn't bad. Okay. And I like that they are taking that risk of making a very slow song in the middle the way that they uh-huh. did. And that's kind of what we played was a little bit more of that because that's most of the song. I don't know. I don't mind giving them a chance. I've seen them live before, but I'm pretty much done with them. I wouldn't go see them okay. on tour again or anything like that. Uh-huh. Even though I know they're talented, they just don't make the type of music that I gravitate to anymore. Yeah. As for Quiet Kind, we have played them on the show before. I do enjoy it when I listen, but it is true. A little bit more melody might help a bit, but also yeah. I don't think that that's this type of band either. No, I, I don't expect one, but I think me personally, I would I would appreciate this song more with one. Well, sure. That's true. But yeah, man, I mean, it's only two tracks. It's the beginning of the year. Hopefully a lot more will be coming out. I know we have stuff to talk about this January so it's going to happen. We'll get back to those, you know, 15 to 20 per episode. <laughs> but at least for right yeah. now, I think we're good with new songs. Yep. All right, man. You know what that means? It's time for our favorite part of the show. All right, Dave, it is album review time. My voice is feeling it because we went on a rant for like a fucking hour. We have more to talk about. And let's just start right now with the Animal and Me 
Helping Won't Help. And this is an independent release. This is a post-hardcore band. It's their third full-length album. Ten tracks, no filler. And this is one of those bands that I'm sure a lot of you in the scene know, at least if you've heard anything that we normally listen to, you probably know this band because they really utilize cover songs of you know pop bands and pop music yeah. to really get their name out there. Yep, I was I, I'm gonna be honest, I was blown away by this album. I, Damn, I listened to it almost I know all day today at work since this was that first day back to work. The day dragged complete ass. <laughs> so. I listened to this about all day and hands down my favorite release of the the week. Wow. I don't know. I, I have nothing really negative to say about it. What about you? No, honestly, I have nothing negative to say about it either. For people that don't know the band, this is really focused on the dual vocals. They have yeah. a female clean vocalist and they have a male unclean vocalist. And this is one of the balances that I really enjoy in post-hardcore yeah and i've talked about that on the show many a time as well so i've always liked this band i think they do amazing covers yep so this just adds to it that they also make you know their own unique style of music which i very much enjoy so i would say in general though it's you know it's pretty standard post-hardcore metalcore you know the instruments are mainly pushed to the back because i would say the focus is mostly on laura who does the cleans, and then Shane, who does the uncleans. Yeah, I really like post-hardcore for that reason. Like that, the balance is perfect, you know, between dual vocals on that. Putting out an album like this and putting out good cover songs, that's huge. I mean, there's a couple bands, that's a whole other music discussion we could have, that put out cover songs, but their albums, to me, completely miss the mark. Oh, sure. And this one does both. So... There's only two artists right now I think that can really master this, and that's Crazy88 and The Animal and Me. No, that's a good list. That's definitely a good list. But yeah, yeah, I would say this is a very catchy album, and I like the back and forth between Laura and Shane. I would definitely recommend yeah. this. You just have to like that kind of dynamic. That's all. Yeah. And if you don't, you probably suck. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, since you love this album so much, what track would you recommend? Uh, let's give them track four, Handbook. You got it. So once again, that's The Animal and Me, Helping Won't Help, and it's an independent release. Next up, we have The Beautiful Exchange, Not Dead As We Used To Be, and this is self-released. This is a Christian metalcore band from Dallas, Texas. It's their debut album, 10 tracks once again, no filler once again. Now this band, when I did my research because I never heard of them before, they are a very religious band. And if yeah. you go on their Facebook page, that's what they talk about. It's all thanking God yep. for everything, and that's what uh, they do. But, yeah. Dave, before you go that, uh, which I understand, believe <laughs> me, I definitely understand. Okay. I went through the lyrics of all these tracks, and I only saw brief mentions of God. And it's really yeah. all focused on, like, one track. I think it's called, like, yep. Afterlife or something. Aftermath. Aftermath, yeah. Aftermath, yeah. Afterlife would have been really hitting the nail on the head. So aftermath. (laughs) But so I went through it. I didn't really see anything else that would be like, okay, well, I can't connect with this music because it's only about this. Uh Uh-huh. And that's a smart move on their part. Eh, Well, it depends on which market they're going for. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I did look at their Facebook as well. (laughs) Yeah. And I uh, just to look at like, 
if they have any like music videos and stuff like that, it usually helps me connect a little bit better. Sure. And I did see a lot of the religious stuff, but then the songs, I, they didn't stand out to me as, as you said, they weren't really pushing religion down your throat during any of them. Right. So I, I appreciated that because I could look at, like I could relate more to this than I would a strictly Christian album. And I think in general for this album, I enjoyed it. I would say they're yeah. more on the heavier, quote unquote, heavier metalcore. But then yeah. when the album really clicked for me was when I heard the elements of like melodic black symphonic metal. Yeah. And I actually have down here that um, it kind of reminded me, like if you take me back to the earlier days of like uh, Miss May I, but okay. throw in maybe just a little they're very similar in a way i think a miss may i fan would also appreciate this band or this album well did miss may i start with clean vocals as well uh yes okay because this has no clean vocals yeah i was thinking it was earlier days of like i think it might have been their first album too like forgive and forget and stuff like that I feel like there's some cleans on this album, just not much. There's only like, like one few. spoken word part that I can yeah. remember anyways, and that's like at the beginning of the album yeah. that I can yeah. remember. Track one, especially. Yeah, and like two as well. I don't know. We're, we're getting a little yeah. on the nitty gritty here, but I guess I can see a little bit of what you're saying guitar yeah. wise and, you know, like it's, you know, down tune guitars and then there's one that's doing that like more uplifting like contradiction and it almost comes in during the track contradiction and then you're like uh -huh. oh this is where they're kind of going with this and i really enjoyed like that was a track that it kicked in for me a little bit and then i really uh -huh. enjoyed damages and azi or az however you want to say that yeah so i really got into this a little bit later on in the album i think they're really talented with what they're doing i think their composure or composition i guess right not composure yeah. their composition is pretty damn good in this album. Yeah, I would have ever, if I just, without any research, I wouldn't think this was their debut. Right, yeah, and I enjoy when that kind of thing happens. So I think you have to get into the album a little bit to really see where that talent is, but it's definitely there. Yeah. I mean, this is heavy, barking, harsh, unclean, so you have to like that as well. But I like when they add that melodic guitar in uh -huh. there. That really brings everything in for me. Yep, me too. So yeah, I think a lot of people will enjoy this. I would figure my choice, at least, for playing something would be Damaged. I can agree with that. All right, let's do it. So once again, that's the beautiful exchange, not as dead as we used to be, and that's self-released. Now we were going to review If Not For Me with their EP Capture The Current, which was also self-released. We played, I think the track was like Dissonance or something on oh, the yeah, show before. So. Yeah. yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, I can't find their EP anywhere. Yeah, that, that's not a good thing generally. No, and... I mean, besides like Amazon Music, but we're not in the position right now with how much we actually spend on music to buy, you know, to buy albums right now when we don't know if they're going to be any good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not even on iTunes, I don't think. I even looked there. Yeah. So unless it's up now, I'm not sure. But I would love to hear it because I enjoy that track, but we just can't buy things willy nilly. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if you can. You can go out there and look for If Not For Me with Capture The Current EP and it's self-released. 
So last up, we have Nick Nocturnal with Undying Shadow, and this is an independent release as well. This is Gent slash Progressive Metal from Canada. Yep. It's 11 tracks, but here's the thing. It's 11 tracks, but only three of those tracks are actually lyrical-based tracks. The rest uh-huh. are all instrumental. Yeah. Had me confused. It was very confusing to me as well. But I will at least say the three tracks that had actual, you know, was a full song, let's say. And I'm sure people that love instrumentals will be pissed at that. But I like songs with lyrics. He had Andy Sezek from Macari yes. guest yep. on it, which is pretty cool. The yep. other person on one of the tracks was Andrew Ivashenko. Yeah. I, I, I tried. I think that was okay. And uh-huh. he's in a band called Shokrin. S-H-O-K-R-A-N. And then for the final track, we had friend of the show, Ben English of Invent Animate. Yep. So that was pretty cool. I liked all three of those tracks. I know. I I, I really enjoyed those. I wish the rest were like that. <laughs> right, right. It's, you know, it's dual vocals, clean and unclean with a gent progressive metal background. So they're uh-huh. all really fun. You know, they they feel epic. I really like the composition of them. I think they all worked well. The rest of the tracks, though, too, you can tell that Nick, if that's how he goes by, Nick Nocturnal, uh-huh. very, very talented. Yeah. And I'm assuming that he's playing all the instruments because these are full tracks. Some of them are four minutes long. You know, I think he only had like a couple that were a little shorter. But yeah, and he does he does do the the uncleans on some of these too as well, right? I think so. If I'm not mistaken, this was all new to me. I had never heard of him before, but I yeah. looked up what I could, and I enjoyed uh-huh. what I heard. My problem is, as people know who listen to the show, I don't like instrumentals. No, same here. I would prefer some vocals there. Right. But what he did with them were really, really good. So if you like progressive metal, progressive metalcore with gent tendencies or however you want to say it, and you're like, oh, well, I can deal with lyrics or not, this is the album for you. Because there are lots of fucking tracks with no Uh lyrics whatsoever. And you can tell, really good shit. Like, for sure. Yeah. This guy's super talented. Awesome at guitar and whatnot. Whatever he's doing on it is really well done. I would just prefer to have lyrics in all my stuff. Yeah. If every song could be, like, track 4 and 11, I'd be very excited. (laughs) Right. And maybe, who knows, maybe for the next release, something like that would happen. So... I yeah. would say definitely for sure take a listen to this and see if it's your style. Yeah. So I figure let's play friend of the show Ben English with Remnant. Once again, that's Nick Nocturnal, Undying Shadow, and it's an independent release. Damn, Dave, those are some really good independent releases. Yes, they are. Nothing wrong there. No, not at all. I was very impressed. I actually enjoy going through all those. Yeah, I kind of liked when we have a, a fewer album release week, but they're all good. Right. It gives me more time with all of them. They all need to be good. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, you give me three shitty ones, uh, it's going to be a struggle of a show. Very true. Well, we've got upcoming albums for January 5th. We have Vile Ones, We Gave It Hell, Monument of a Memory, 
Pounders and Placeholder. Pounders? Are you serious? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of them before. Maybe it's amazing. You have no, I, no idea whatsoever. The one thing I will say is I know Monument of a Memory because they've done that whole follow, unfollow, once you follow them thing. Awesome. So I'm not saying that their music is bad. I'm going to yep. listen to this, but I just need to throw that out there. Yep. All right, man. That is the end of album reviews. So let's break down from the past time. It's time. If you think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass. Shove it up your ass, you punk. Shove it up your ass. All right, Dave, it is breakdown from the past time. And now, you know, I've mentioned many, many, many of a time that it is 2018 also that we are sick, which we are. But let's talk about breakdown from the past for a second. So we've been doing this for a long fucking time now. And at one point we had three people on the show that chose a Uh breakdown from the past every fucking week. So the one thing that I did not do because I've never had the time to do it is actually have a list of all the breakdown from the past bands that we've ever done on the show. And now, ah. we have some dedicated fans, but we don't have enough dedicated fans to go through and look all <laughs> through to the very <laughs> beginning of the show and give us that list so that we don't have reoccurring bands. To Deadpool this, you had mentioned like two or three bands that we had already done on the show. And it's a real bitch when I'm excited about it. (laughs) Yes, right. And that's just going by my memory. So there is a possibility, even though I'm always right, that I could partially be wrong. Possibly. Yeah. But maybe we have to rethink the the way that we do break down from the past. Because sure, there are thousands upon thousands, maybe even a million bands that have come Uh and gone. But the point of this was to talk about bands that we like. Not necessarily just bands that aren't around anymore. Yeah. So maybe we have actually hit that point where there aren't any more bands that are... are, Bands we like, especially. Well, that's the whole point. I'm not going to put on here Blood on the Dance Floor because I'm not a fan (laughs) of them. And I would hope that you wouldn't be either. I'd get rid of you in a second if that was a band that you You know they had the album released like last week? I thought they were done. No, there's an album release, man. <laughs> Whatever. I thought their Wikipedia said they were done. But anyways, that was just an example. So we might have to decide on how we're going to do this going forward. And if anyone can think of a quote-unquote better way to do this, we might go with that. Okay. Because we are, huh. I think, you know, getting pretty low on what we can talk about. Yeah. So that aside, let's do one that you were excited about. That I'm pretty sure that we did because I like okay. this band as well. So let's go ahead. Why don't you take over? So the band I was going to bring up was the band Hazen Street, which mm-hmm. many people aren't aware that it's a super group. Right. And it's definitely like a hardcore, nah, maybe like an alt rock type of band. They're really all over the place. And I think they're all over the place because they're made of so many different members of different type of music, you know. Members from Madball, Angels and Airwaves, H2O, well, Boxcar Racer, and Newfound Glory. Mm-hmm. So genre-wise, I mean, it, it's kind of punk. I mean, it matters what song you pick, really. I mean, me and Ian were talking, our favorite songs off the album are kind of, they don't sound too similar, but they're on the same, the only album, I'm, right. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed this, and it came out in 2004. Yep, they formed in 2004. I wish this was still a thing, and I'd be curious to know, or maybe it's one of those things, maybe it's good that they just put this one out and they went out on top, you might say. Sure. How familiar you are you are you with Hazen Street? I like them as well, and that's why I think we've done this before. Now, I probably played my track Crossroads for uh-huh. that one, but yes, you were right. They are all over the place, and when you said the name, I was like, Oh, yeah, I would play Crossroads, but that's not the track that you would play. So what is the track that you would like to play from them? Uh, The track is called Tomorrow. Tomorrow is another day, and I wish they were here with me. 
live to fight another day I said another prayer Thank God for watching over me Always Vicky, I know you were there indeed It's time to think about this crazy life I lead So bittersweet I think of Jay He never left my side that night Definitely a mix of genres Uh-huh But yeah, only one album But there's enough random stuff in there That it kind of had that almost new metal feel to it as well Because yeah. it was 2004 Yeah <laughs> That was a weird time it was. It definitely was. So yeah, that's Hazen Street, H-A-Z-E-N. And what do you have for me today? Are we? Are you? Are we all just restarting then? Like, can I start the list now? Uh, I don't know. I know for a fact I have not done this band before. Okay. So the band I have now is a band called Kamisado. And you are not referring to the Panic of the Disco song, correct? I am not. This band okay. formed around 2005 and then had an EP and like three full-length albums. Okay. They had one in 2010, The Life I'm Missing, 2011 with Pulse, and then 2012 with Faceless. But the interesting part about this band, and actually there's kind of multiples, when you go to Spotify and you go to look that up, you would not be able to take those three albums they put them all together as a compilation. Huh. It's called Kamasado Chronicles, and it has 33 huh. tracks on it, which is, I believe, how many of those three albums have in total. Huh. So the reason why this band is also interesting is, you know, they're a post-hardcore, screamo, metalcore band. But this yeah. band is now someone else. Huh. Well, who are they now? Their name is Phantoms. Huh. Okay. Who we've talked about on the show before. Uh-huh. So it's pretty That's much pretty cool. almost the same exact band. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little interesting. So I was a fan of them since the beginning of Kamasato, and I had completely forgotten that they are also now Phantoms. <laughs> why the, why the, the name change? I think because they don't have every member original okay. and probably wanted a fresh start, I would think. Yeah. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I, I actually had... One of my breakdowns this week, it was a band that did the name change like this. And I wasn't going to use them because I didn't know if it was it would count. <laughs> I think that counts because it's completely different okay. music. Okay. I would say so anyways. I'll say mine for next week. All right. There you go. So I'm going to go ahead and play the track, Shoot the Messenger. Had to leave that one right there with the breakdown. <laughs> so yeah, man, I think those were both good decisions. I think we just have to figure out how the best way is to move forward with this. All right. I'll think of something. I'll try to think of something pretty tricky. Okay. Maybe easier? <laughs> uh, Maybe. Yeah, I'll think of something good. All right. All right, man. Well, I believe that is the end of the show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I'm pretty sure. Fantastic. Well, let's get to the end of the show then. All right, Dave. End of the show time. 
first showdown of 2018. We will have the anniversary show very, very soon. Why don't you take it away? What do you got for me? Everyone go check out uh, Ian Hate's conversation just came out yesterday. Very interesting. Um, I would say that label, I mean, I think we discussed how we liked every band that they've released singles and albums from so far. Mm -hmm. So keep an eye on that and give a listen. Um, I know it also means a lot for us to give us a like on social media, rate and review. Of course, always tell a friend, especially with the anniversary show coming up. You don't want to miss that. Very, very true. And before I go into all the plugs and stuff, I also wanted to mention that the band Misery Loves Company, who had a great EP come out last year through Revival Recordings, they have a ton of van troubles while they were touring, a ton of issues, and they are looking to get a new van. So they have a GoFundMe page up that I will share in the links in the description of the episode. So, So if you can help them out, that would be really great because they're doing a lot of touring this year. Be sure to check that out then. Yeah, it always sucks when that shit happens. Yeah. So we are going to have a ton of announcements coming very, very soon. Kelly's working on a ton of stuff that she's super excited about. Same here, same with Dave. Like Dave mentioned, go to our social media, at Ian Hates Podcast for Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, obviously for Facebook. And then you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. Like Dave also mentioned, the Ian Hates Conversations with Peter James, the owner and founder of Manic Cat Records, came out this week. I really want to start the year right. Kind of a joke about how everyone's saying start your year right by playing whatever, blah, blah, blah. This is an actual thing that Uh is good to listen to, that you might learn something. Peter's a great guy. It was really fun getting to know him and talking about all the behind-the-scenes music industry stuff. And then also, I needed to wait until my voice was somewhat passable. And normally, I think my voice is getting better until we do hour-plus-long shows. And then I realize, oh, wait, I'm not better yet. So we'll have to deal with that because I have even more Ian Hates conversations coming up, not to mention ones that just need to be put out there once everything is all set. Yep. I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come. For sure, you guys are really going to enjoy that. And obviously, this is another year that we have to build and grow and take a stand because like we mentioned before, there are all these other podcasts that think they can do it better, and it's just not going to (laughs) happen. Nope. (laughs) We're independent. We work very, very hard. We have other jobs that we do. We do this because we love it. And hopefully you can tell that as well. So share with a friend, go to iTunes, rate us five stars. That stuff always helps us out a lot. And really, I think that's it. Yep. So Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? Well, I think we start, we said it in the show. Don't be an insensitive uh, asshole. Yeah, don't be an insensitive asshole. I'll end the show on that one today. It's fitting. There you go. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to So all right.